Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Walruses Are People Too podcast. This is Walrus, the finale. Unfortunately, this is our last Walrus podcast of the entire year. Um, and for this one, we have something a little bit different, a little bit more special. I have um, our editor, Erica, with us today. Hello. And our ad maker, Laura. Hola. Um, in the sad, more sad news... Uh, we did lose a member of the Walrus podcast because apparently she thinks that we're not good enough. So, Alyssa, you're mean, but I'm glad that you found people you like better, I guess. I'm not upset about it. Um, yeah, so we're, we're here to have our last uh, Walrus discussion of the year. But, but, don't cry yet. I know you're all upset, but don't cry yet because we will be continuing our podcast careers um, in the future, so you can look forward to that. Um, we'll give him more details on that when that comes I, up, but yeah. The title is... Well, we're still coming up with the title. Uh, we, we have a working title, but we won't reveal that yet. You guys are just gonna have to wait and see if you're real fans of us. But yeah, so let's let's get right into this. Um, today, we're gonna be discussing... Discussing? I said that very weirdly. We're gonna be discussing... Something that has been kind of plaguing our entire planet for, you know, the last year in some. And that is, drumroll please, COVID-19, give it up! Alright, so, yeah, without further ado, we're going to get right into this. We have lots of things to discuss. Um, we're in my car because we don't have anything else that's soundproof. I'm extremely caffeinated. And, yeah, so let's do it. <laughs> Over a year ago today, um, way over a year ago, actually, this has been going on for quite some time, um, our planet was struck like a smooth criminal by, <laughs> by a lovely, lovely pandemic. Um, this is COVID crushed. I'm Jad Abumrad, and this is Radiolab. I'm kidding. I'm not. I wish. Um, can you believe that Radiolab has been going on since 2002? It's 2021, and they still got it's, new episodes coming. That's literally older than you and I. I know. That's crazy. That's I was ridiculous. looking it up. I was listening to Radio Lab the other day because I get inspiration from them. I love the way that they make their podcasts. Um, I was, like, so interested in it, but I looked it up because I was like, how long has this been going on? Because I looked up and listened to a really old one from, like, 2012 or something. And I was like, how long has this been going? And it literally, 2002. And I was like, wow. Wow. Amazing. You small. <laughs> yeah, older than me. Yeah, that's By crazy. a lot older than you. Two years. <laughs> it's Two crazy. years. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, so Almost like, how long this pandemic has been going on. Am I oh, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy. Anyway, enough uh, talking. I'm, I can't even, my speech is slurred. I'm so caffeinated. But enough hyping our buddy Jad over there. Love him. Love him. We should do a collab with him when we get popular and famous because we're totally going to get popular oh, yeah. and famous. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. I think um, there's a lot to unpack here when it comes to pandemic. Uh, this one particularly, not like I've lived through any other ones, but um, there's a lot to unpack here. So I was kind of thinking about like, well, how should we kick this off? Because it's really hard to like just start, you know, like there's so many things. So I thought maybe an easy way to kind of just like to warm up into this 
deep conversation is like with a hypothetical question. So, well, I guess not hypothetical, but like just a, like a discussion question, a Socratic seminar question, if you will. Um, if, if you could describe the pandemic in three words, whether it's a phrase or just three words, um, just to sum up your entire experience, how would you describe it? Well, I said that it's, it was scary, it was frustrating, but that it also caused a lot of hope, and especially the hope one was like, because so many people took the pandemic and turned it into something great. Like people made small businesses, people started like uh, figuring out like who they were as a person and like became better people from like having those way too many months stuck in a house alone. And like, it always felt like like something bad just kept happening besides the pandemic. Like something bad would happen and people would just be like, but let's use this for good. And I was like, good job. Yeah, I definitely agree. I did the thing. It reminds me of the time, remember at the very beginning of the pandemic, Italy was shut down first. And like Italy has those like big corridors of like just apartment after apartment. And people go on their porch and just play music for everyone to hear. And it reminds me of that because like, People were stuck at home, but they were still able to, like, celebrate their culture and be with each other. Yeah. I definitely would agree with everything you guys were saying. There's definitely a a big hope aspect, which kind of, I feel like, allowed everybody to strengthen each other. Because, you know, when everything keeps getting beat down and shut down, it's so easy to just give up and kind of, like, wallow in your own self-pity of all the things you're losing. But in that situation, when you're completely helpless and completely out of control, you know, the only thing you really can do is find the things that you can be in control of and, like, make an effort to be happy and to find things that you can still enjoy, even with all of the craziness that's going on around you. And it kind of, like really sparked a period of personal growth, I think, for a lot of people, which we'll definitely discuss uh, as we get later into the podcast. But I I definitely think hope is a major part of this pandemic, especially for us seniors in high school um, of the class of 2021. Just so many of our like high school memories have been, you know, taken away, but we still all collectively found a way to enjoy things. And like I said, we'll definitely get back into that and how um, COVID has affected our senior year and our experiences in high school. But yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah. I think we all can agree that another word that would describe the pandemic was just scary. It was, oh, like, yeah. it was like every, every new thing would like come out and it would just be like, Oh, this country's now completely shut down. Right now this country is completely shut down. And like for someone that also like lives in a household with a lot of people that were on the high risk list it was just like well what do i do because like nothing nothing (laughs) like i'm i'm risk at risk for stuff like that but i'm not as at risk as like my parents were so it was like Mm -hmm. i would i was going out during the pandemic like i had to go to the store and i had to run the errands because neither of my parents it wasn't safe at the time for them to go out so it was just like oh my god this is this is crazy i don't it's just like you just don't know what to do and it's just like a terrible like weight that's just like on your shoulders that won't go away the scariest thing is like people say the scariest thing in the world is not knowing and like when it first came out like cdc and the who they all had like conflicting information and like they were like, okay, masks is good for masks are good for you. And then like later there would be like, no, you shouldn't wear masks. And now there was like, you're wearing masks again. And so it was just like, well, 
what do we do? Right. And like the the real answer was nothing. You just yeah. stay at home. You don't do anything. It, it was really yeah. I definitely agree because like whenever something happens like this major and basically like our entire life got shut down and put on pause and we didn't know anything and like we will have a segment about like our personal stories of where we were but um so we'll get into that I won't like talk too much about that right now but it's definitely when something is going and you you get into this like kind of schedule of your life and then all of a sudden everything just stops and it's so unexpected and you don't know the details and nobody really knew the details nobody knew what was good and what was happening and you kind of lived in this state of fear like I remember at the beginning I was very afraid because I didn't know how deadly this thing was I didn't know if I was going to spread it to anybody like my father is also autoimmune deficient so like I mean I was scared for him and like my sister's young and I was like I didn't know my mom was a teacher she spends a lot of time with like young children like I didn't know what was going on I didn't know if we were going to be able to get back in school or like what was going on and so I think everybody kind of has that shared feeling of like fear at especially at the beginning because like it was just so completely foreign and unknown and like nobody really knew what was going on but we were all kind of in the same boat together and then you have, like, fear happens, and then comes the frustration of, right. like, you're essentially powerless. You can't do anything. I remember, like, the first time they shut down school, everyone was like, yeah, two weeks off. Mm-hmm. And then, because they were like, two weeks to stop the spread, and that's it. And then it'll be gone. And then school was starting back up again. And, like, we finished the school year virtual, but school was starting back up again. And I remember my dad told me. Like, we were in the car, and he was like, I saw something on the news today that everyone's going back full-time. And I was so happy. Literally, we were on my street driving home from who knows what. I walk in the door, and I tell my mom, hey, mom, we're all going back. And then she was like, I literally just got a phone call from school saying you're not going back. Yeah. And I instantly broke down in tears Mm because I was just like, I was just told this, and it's something else. Like, this is, like, the third time I've gotten news that I'm not going back. I need to be in school. Right. Yeah. And it was just like, it just kept happening. There was no school shut down every single yeah. week. Mm-hmm. I definitely, it was really frustrating at first, especially like with what you were saying with school, like the person, the type of person I am, like we all know what type of person I am. <laughs> I just remember like whenever school got shut down, it was like a Friday. And then like, I remember we had like an APLAC project due like that Monday. And the only thing on my mind was how am I going to turn this in? Like, I was like, I have this whole project due. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I didn't even think about anything. I was so frustrated and I was like confused. I was like, I need to finish my work. Like I was in such an end of the year, junior year brain that like, I was so like, I was going at a hundred miles per hour for school. And then all of a sudden it was just stop. And I was like, for me, for the type of person that's like kind of a workaholic and always needs to be like working and doing things like stopping suddenly was really frustrating for me and it was really hard to adapt especially to whenever the teachers like started trying to do online school like they couldn't hold live classes because we didn't know all the legal things yet and you know they were giving us they were trying to give us assignments but it was really hard for someone who has for for everyone who has been growing up on this like live in-person five-day-a-week class and all of a sudden it's like I'm waking up at 10 a.m. I'm staying up till 3 a.m. I'm doing work like and here there I didn't know what was going on I didn't know how to turn things in it was really frustrating especially at first trying to adapt to something you didn't want to adapt to yeah and I watched I live in a house of extroverts and I I am an intense introvert and so it's like oh 
three months of lockdown, not being able to leave my house, yes! <laughs> I was so happy, and I was completely fine, like, sitting yeah. in my house for, like, those months. But, like, my sister went stir-crazy. Like, was like, I'm going for a drive every night just to, just to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And she would, like, drag me on these drives, because I'm like, I'm bedroom, <laughs> TV. <laughs> like, I was just super chill sitting there and it was like frustrating that like my parents and like a lot of my family was just like I want to go I want to do these things and I'm just like but but we need to stay at home (laughs) because quarantine (laughs) that's literally my three words like I was gonna I couldn't pick between an extrovert's hell or an introvert's heaven yeah yeah that's a really good point and it's weird because like my mom is She's a music teacher, so she's an extrovert. <laughs> and, like, my brother's an introvert. My dad's an introvert. I'm an introvert. But, like, I was going stir-crazy because mm-hmm. I have ADHD. <laughs> and so I was just, like, my, I would come home from whatever, or my mom would come home from grocery shopping, and I would just talk to her for 10 minutes straight. And to me, it felt like two minutes. Like, I was just telling her about what I did, and she would just ignore me. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what we do (laughs) it is really crazy to think about i remember um because especially during like when quarantine started kicking off like tiktok went insane oh my god like there were so many tiktoks about like like what people were doing in quarantine and like the toilet paper and all of that jazz which like (laughs) there's gonna be a whole part where we're gonna get into details about like our specific quarantine stories and all of that but i remember the tiktoks going crazy like me who hated leaving my house anyway and just like all of these things and like it's true because, like, my sister is like that. She, she'll she stay in her room all day and be perfectly content. But me, on the other hand, I'm like, people, people, oh, my God. Like, I was like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I, like I said, like, it was 100 to zero. Like, I was going to work, going to school, going to practice, going to dance, going, going everywhere. And all of a sudden, I literally could not go anywhere. And it was so weird to me. Yeah, that brick wall of a quarantine either made people happy or it made people right. really upset. And yeah. I... Sorry. Sorry. I think that's a really good point. Like you said an extrovert's hell and an introvert's heaven because it I think a lot of people really realized like extroverts were like, "Wow, I really rely on people." And introverts were like, "Whoa, I really don't." And I think a lot of people kind of like I think quarantine was a really good self-reflection time for many people, including myself, which like I said we'll get into that later. But yeah, definitely a really like good way to look at that. Like yeah. I like that. Did we? Did any of you have any other words to describe it? Because you had said the uh, extroverts, extroverts yeah. hell, introverts heaven, and Jillian, did you have honestly, any extra words? Honestly, like I was thinking about this for a while, and like the only thing that came to my mind was what the fuck because. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I look back and I'm like, the person I was going into quarantine, that's so cliche, but the person I was going into quarantine and the person I am now is like, I didn't know I needed this pandemic and like all of these disappointments to like get all of these amazing things out of it. And like, we're going to talk about that in a bit, but like, yeah, I just, it's crazy. I I don't know. Um, There's, there's not even really words to describe it anymore. I like, I try, if I try to sit down Like, I sat down and I tried to write the outline to this podcast, and I was, like, trying to type, I was like, okay, 
start at the beginning and I was like, where do you even start to try to explain these things? Because there's just so much has happened. Like this is over a year. This is over a year and certain um, things that we've done just feel so far in the past. It feels like life is a whole new thing and it's just, it's just crazy. Like I can't even begin to like think about it. So that's why we're going to talk about it here, right here, right now. Well, and yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say like the pandemic really makes you appreciate things. Like all of us yeah. were in marching band. We, we were told for months it's not going to happen mm-hmm. and we were able to do it even though it was like the most disappointing marching band <laughs> season yeah. of all time. All of us were like, we're able to be here. Yes. And the fact that we were was so special to us. And I, you're right. I think it does give you a way bigger appreciation for things because before where it was like, oh, marching band practice, it was like, I don't want to go. But now it's like, oh my God, we get to have it. Yay. Like just being out there, being with everybody was so nice. Yeah. Like it started with like just little sectionals. And then like by the end of the season, we're all able to have a performance. Like none of us saw that coming. It's like even, even like figuring out the loophole of like, how like having like certain size groups outside it's Mm -hmm. like yeah it's like we've never practiced on the tennis courts ever Uh -uh. but it's like all right let's go brass is on this on the tennis courts while like you hear the woodwinds over here Mm -hmm. and you hear uh the auxiliary you can see dance team yeah Yeah. it was just like figuring out it was like also just everybody trying to figure out those loopholes within the rules it was a lot of crazy yeah (laughs) you'd be like Okay, the limit is this many people outside. But we're spread but, apart. But we're not together. <laughs> it's like it's like this feels vaguely illegal. <laughs> but we aren't but uh, we did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, we did it. We pulled it off and again, a lot more to come on that. A lot more to come on that. Um Yeah, but I thought, so now that we've all shared kind of like our intro to the pandemic, I, I kinda thought maybe um Something fun to do would kind of be to ask some other people what they thought, what their three words were. Because I think everybody had a unique, like, while we were all in the same boat, everybody kind of experienced things a little bit differently. So, um, I just kind of went and I asked a couple people, like, my family and stuff, like, what what they thought. So, I'm gonna, um... I asked people in my classes, my teachers and stuff. Yeah, so we're gonna hear some outside input on that and we'll be right back after that if you could describe the pandemic in three words how would you describe it i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that's good that's a good one i like that well for our podcast um we have to we were asked how would or we were discussing the question i should say we were discussing the question of if you could describe the pandemic in three words, how would you describe it? And that got me thinking on, I wanted to ask multiple people because it's kind of an interesting question. Three words to describe everything we've been going through in the last how many months? Katie, if you, if you could describe the pandemic in three words, how would you describe it? Sammy, if you could describe your experiences in the pandemic in three words, how would you describe it? (laughs) 
Any anything? Oh. Okay. Okay. I can see that we're all feeling the same tension here. Introspective. Challenging. Successful. Intense. Difficult. Uh, worry. William's giant beard. Bad. <laughs> Why? And anger. Hell on earth. It was cruel, rough, and boring. On Friday, March 13th, 2020, our lives changed forever. <laughs> Welcome back to Walruses Are People Too. Um, hope you enjoyed those little interviews. We're going to get back into it. Uh, we're going to be talking about the pandemic and how it started, um, our personal experiences, and quarantine. Uh, so, yeah, I think um, there's a lot to go off of here. Uh, a lot. So, Erica. Buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. Buckle up, um, buckaroo. Let's get going. So, okay. <laughs> let's let's talk about let's talk about the week leading up to school shutting down. Okay, because for us and for many others in the United States of America, <laughs> um we we got shut down um on Friday the 13th of March 2020. And wow, that was a ride, but I think there was a lot happening the week leading up to it that was also worth talking about, so yeah, let's talk about that. So, my dad is the type of person that, like, is always on a news station, whether it's on his phone, on his laptop, on the TV. He's, like, a news junkie, as I call him. And so, I had kind of been hearing little bits and pieces about it for a couple months, because naturally, he wouldn't shut up about it. And so... And I just didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, it'll get stopped. It's just, it's a virus. It's, I didn't think, it's, it's, it's like strep throat. No, no. Oh, it's not. Um, but at the beginning, I just, I really didn't think much about it. Um, at the time when it happened, like my brain was also occupied with a whole lot of other things that I'll get into later. But I, I really knew that it was serious when Mr. T started hinting at us to, like, take your stuff home because we're not going to be in school for a little bit. Because, like, that was when I was, I was still, like, had, like, sixth period banned. So, like, later on in the day when, like, that decision was already made, but it just wasn't, like, nobody told us yet. He was just like, take your stuff home. We're going to be gone for a bit. And he was right. And then we shut down, and then the lockdown started. It was just, it was like, okay. That, the brick wall was built very inconspicuously, and then I ran into it at full speed. Oh, yeah, I think, I think we all did, definitely. <laughs> Big wall. Can we just take a minute? My cousins live in Seattle. Oh. Like, 20 minutes from downtown. And so... I have my cousin on Snapchat, and she's in ninth grade now. So she was in eighth grade. So, like, she was involved. Like, she has a brain. She's not, like, two. But 
she was I, like I was snapchatting her and she was like how are things going in Seattle I heard it's pretty bad over there and she was like yeah we're shut down and I was like you're shut down over cold yeah and I was mm-hmm. like I I just didn't get it I and like I was just like mom Seattle's completely shut down she was like what and then we're like good thing we don't live in New York City because they're next and literally like a week later New York City completely shut down but we live in Allegheny County (laughs) Woo! (laughs) so of course we got shut down too like and I was like oh okay two weeks flat in the curve it's not gonna be that bad and then I was like okay no one was staying inside so a month makes sense and then it was two more weeks. Two more weeks. And then right. it's a year. Uh-huh. I don't think any of us realized how much, like, living in a state that borders New York was going to affect us. Yeah. Like, I don't think that helped our cases at all. Like, because I feel like people that lived in New York then tried to, like, go back to their hometowns, which mm-hmm. then meant that a lot of them traveled through Pennsylvania. Right. And so it was, like, I don't want to know how many of, like, our num- our case numbers, like, were like affected just from New York. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can look at it in the Midwest. They got like nothing. Yeah. Well, also the Midwest is all cornfields. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fields. <laughs> I mean, they're like their cities, but they weren't hit too bad. But like, there were some cities like yeah. St. Louis. <clears throat> yeah. That was like a weird like the weird thing about it is that it was just so different everywhere. Like, every, like, the only common denominator for all of it was that people were shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only common thing. But it was, like, this state has, like, no cases on this half of the state and all the cases on this half of the state. And then, like, this one little city in the middle has nothing. Like, it was just weird. Yeah. Pennsylvania's weird because we have two fairly big cities because we yeah. have Philly and Pittsburgh. But, like, both of them are pretty far south in the state. So, like, the entire north of the state was like, why are we shutting down? We don't have anything. And then Governor Wolf was like, well, because of Allegheny County and whatever county Philadelphia is in. And, like, we were like, yeah, it makes sense. But everyone else was like, this isn't fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, okay, shut down Allegheny, shut down Philly, shut down around there. And, like, ease up. But then other people were like... No, no, no. We got to shut down everything just in case. Yeah. And so it was just really weird how polarized everything was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the week, uh, circling back to, like, the week leading up to it, when everything was kind of happening, especially, like, outside of our country, things were starting to pick up. Um, I distinctly remember, like, in January seeing, like, that one crazy kid posting it, like, on his story. And I was like this guy's psychotic like (laughs) this virus like oh my god give it up and I and I was just like ooh, like whatever and then I remember um the first time it really started to like sink in was like I think it was during the week before we got shut down um I was in an AP biology class for reference for anybody who might not I mean I'm pretty sure mostly everyone's going to be listening to who is going to be listening to this knows us but just in case this is our first like actual episode um I was in an AP biology class and our teacher, who is the most, like, sweetest angel person in the world, um, she pulled up, like, the live chart of, like, the world and, like, the cases. And I was like, huh, this is that weird virus that I kept hearing about but really didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, it's actually a thing. Like, this is real. I thought this isn't just, like, a conspiracy. 
And she was like, yeah, like, projection show, like, it's gonna hit us. And I was like, that's when I started to get like, okay, this is really weird. Um, But then, you know, I was just like, okay, whatever, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Um, It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Not a double-edged sword, that's the wrong, but, like, it hurts double as bad for me, especially because... Um, so our French teacher for like anybody who doesn't know, I mean, everyone who goes to Shaler like already knows this, but like he suddenly and unexpectedly passed away this year, which is really, really sad for us who have spent the last three years in his class. But, um, one thing about him was every time he would say something or like allude to something, like it would always be true. He would always be like, yeah, we're going to have a snow day on Tuesday. And, and we'd be like, yeah, right. And we always would like, he just <laughs> had this premonition and I distinctly remember him, like, a couple days before, he was like, yeah, I think we're going to be shut down by Friday, and I don't think we're coming back. And I was like, Psh, yeah, right, Monsieur, like, we're coming back. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought everyone was making such a big deal about it. I was like, this is so dumb. Like, this isn't real. I distinctly, <laughs> I remember him being like, yeah, you guys are going to have to tell your kids about this. I was like, be real. Like, this is going to last two weeks, and no one's even going to remember it. Like, stop making a big deal of it. Sure enough. Friday comes and you know like you were saying with Mr. T like telling like I remember they made an announcement like everybody bring your books home in case we need to shut down nothing's confirmed yet but I would start bringing your stuff home um that was like Thursday and then Friday yeah like yeah we're not coming back I I remember like they made an announcement DRTR our principal ninth period they made an 15 minutes before the thing ended they made an they made an announcement first that was like we don't know what we're doing yet. Like, take your books home over the weekend because we don't know if we're coming back. And then literally, like, 10 or 15 minutes later, DRTR came back on and he was like, because of the rising cases of COVID-19, we will be shutting down the school for two weeks. And then we had, like, 15 minutes to get all our stuff and get on the buses. But, like, most people carry all their stuff in their backpack. Anyway, so it was basically 15 minutes to, like, say goodbye, be like, what is happening? This is crazy. And it was just, like... Yeah. Like, it, our yeah. school was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. This it was, is real. It was super duper weird. Because yeah. I remember I left to go get my... Because he made that announcement, and I was like, Mrs. Moore, like, our biology teacher, can I go grab my stuff from my locker? Because I'm a dweeb, and I use a locker. So, <laughs> I, I, like, went to go get my stuff from my locker, and as I was at my lock like when I was at my locker was when the announcement came on like we're dismissing 15 minutes early everybody proceed to the bus blah 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 and it was just like this mob of like no school for two weeks Woo! and it was like everyone was like running out and I was like whoa whoa and I was like the nerd with my stack of books and I was like well I walked back into the classroom to grab my backpack because I didn't I left it in there I didn't take it with me to my locker because I didn't know and it was just me and Mrs. Moore in the room with my stack of books and it was like March, so I still had, like, Valentine's Day shit in my locker. Sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. I had Valentine's Day stuff stuck in my... (laughs) Valentine's Day stuff still in my locker. And so I had all of this stuff that I just never bothered to clean out of my locker. And I just, like, I sat there with my pile. And I was like, Mrs. Moore, like, now what? And she, she, like, had this, like, look of, like, just utter, like, disappointment. Not disappointment, but it was, like... I can't even, like, express, like, what it was. She was just, like, confused and, like, upset. You could tell. And she's a really happy person. And she was just like, I don't know. And I was like, am I going to see you again before this year ends? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, my God. And it kind of hit me in that moment. I was like, whoa. Like, I thought for sure we were coming back in two weeks. But at that point, nobody really knew. And I remember... 
my friends and I, who um, had been hanging out like every Friday, like we made it a thing. Um, we all like we all like collected at the end of the school day because we had planned anyway to go out, and um, we were like, "Well, what are we gonna do? Is this thing real? Like, no school for two weeks? Like, what are we doing? Blah blah blah." And I think you know we hung out or whatever. And it was Friday the 13th, so we watched Friday the 13th, and then we watched Spaceballs. <laughs> but it's weird that, like, that was the last time I saw them for... Months? Yeah. Because I remember, like, I got dropped off... Because this was before I could drive. Wow. And now we're sitting in my car. That is weird. Okay, so I got dropped off at, like, 1 in the morning, and I, like, walked back in my house... And I didn't walk out of that house <laughs> for some time. And I just, I, I was like blown away. I thought that this was going to be a two week thing. And I just remember like, as those two weeks went on, my dad was like, mm, I don't think we're going back. And then they kept p- pushing back the going back date. Yeah. Like now it's April 14th. Now it's after spring break. Now it's this, now it's that. And I was just like, uh, and my dad was like, honestly, I don't think anything's going to happen until June. And I went June. That's so long. I can't, I have got plans for the summer. And everyone was like, it'll be gone by summer. It'll be gone by summer. It'll be gone by fall. Remember? It'll be gone by fall. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like talking through this just keeps bringing back like flashbacks of remember when this was the thing. Yeah. Remember when everyone was like, Oh, um, vitamin D from the sun sun. kills it. And so everyone was like, by summer, because it's going to get sunnier, Mm -hmm. it's going to be gone. And then everyone was like, okay, vitamin D gets ready. (laughs) Everyone was like, everyone was like going on a walk. I've never seen that many people outside on walks, like around their neighborhood. Everyone's like walking. I'm like, everyone's riding their bike. I'm like, (laughs) what? I mean, we went on walks because we have really wide streets. So like you could walk in the middle walk on the side and then walk on the other side and everyone would be like 10 feet apart Mm -hmm. i remember like i went i walked into my ninth period classroom and it was mrs demensic and she had already started measuring the desks and like putting them like a yardstick away from each other and she was like this is what's gonna it's gonna look like when you guys come back from those two weeks Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, this is sad because she, she normally has her room set up where there's a rug in the middle and, like, a circle. Because, like, our Socratic seminars, we would sit on the carpet and, like, talk. And so, like, I wa- when I walked in and saw all those rows, I was like, oh, this is sad. This is it sad. It was weird. It was really yeah. weird. It's weird, like, even nowadays, like, looking in classrooms that you were in and they were, like, set up a certain way so that, er- like... Uh, Mrs. McCarthy, she had, like, two sides of the room, and then she had, like, an aisle in the middle, and, like, the desks were facing each other, so, like, she could lecture, and, like, she could walk, like, up and down in between us, and, like, now it's just, like, straight across looking at the board, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, this just destroyed all the personality that was Mm -hmm. already, like, non-existent in public school. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a whole other thing you could talk about. Yeah. Like, Mrs. Mensick had, like, chairs, like, comfy chairs in the one section of her room that she would let people, like, sit and read in. And, like, I looked in the one day because I have Mr. Conley and his room is right next to hers. And it was just, like, she was able to kind of put her desks back in that kind of circle archetype feel. But, like, the red reading corner was gone. And I was just, like... Oh no! <laughs> yeah. It was just and like the band room being basically empty is still like crazy. Yeah, with like twelve chairs in it, it's crazy. Yeah. And like 
like the process of like everything slowly starting to stop like that sounds like an like a paradox type of deal like an oxymoron like it's starting to stop but like things began to shut down more and more um i work at a restaurant so i remember i was working i think so it was friday the 13th i think i was working either it was either saturday the 15th or it was sunday or saturday the 14th and uh, sunday the 15th i don't remember which day i was working but it was like i I think it was the 15th it was it was the day no i don't know it was it was that week it was that one of the days after it um no it was the 14th but i uh i was working and i remember my bosses my manager and my boss like my the owner of the restaurant we were like standing up there in the like the front because I'm a hostess, um, and I was like, that was back when Ben was still a host with me before he was a server, uh, and and he, we were just standing there and we were like, are they gonna shut us down? Like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, they're not gonna shut us down. Like, we gotta work. We got a business to attend to, and Anthony was like, I don't know, and I was like, are you kidding? Like, it's not even like a thing. Like, I was still convinced that it wasn't even like a thing. And then, sure enough, literally, like, that next day, like, we got shut down, and I didn't go back into that restaurant until, like, July or something, and it was craziness. And, I, and like, as, like, we were talking about earlier with the fear thing, the fear set in once I realized, like, everything was shut down. I mean, I was going to the gas pump with, like, wet wipes in my hands, and I was, like, I was, like, I had, my mom wouldn't let me, we had to go get, like, stock, everyone was, like, starting to stockpile, like, the groceries and the water and the toilet paper. We went into Shop and Save, gloved, masked, like, everything. Like, she wouldn't let me leave the house without rubber gloves. We sanitized everything we brought in the house. Like, it was insane. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. It was really crazy. And I remember, like, every time we would come home from the grocery store we would set all the groceries out in the garage let them sit we'd bleach all the packaging of everything um we would like she would lice all the mail and like i remember um i had won this essay competition for like the society of like chemists or whatever it was it was some like like chemistry like essay award they sent me a check in the mail she Lysoled the check and it like crinkled up and like re- leaked and I was like, "Mother, you just Lysoled my five hundred dollars! Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> and I, like, it was just like she was like, "Oh," and I was like, "Yeah, that's my college money you just cleaned." Money. But like, it was just it was craziness. Like, I oh my gosh, remember? Sorry, I just was like, oh my gosh, flashback. <laughs> We had a coins shortage because no one was coins. And like, like I, I remember like watching a YouTube video and like they were like, it was like a bunch of challenges. I think it was like a Mr. Beast video. <laughs> and they were like, okay, you have to find four dollars and twenty cents. I know, uh, in pennies. And like he went to the store and they were like, yeah, we can't give you change because we're having a money shortage because everyone's using. Debit cards and credit cards. Yeah. Sorry, I was just like, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, nobody even wanted to exchange the money because everybody thought it was like you were gonna like catch it from like anything. Just touch, which from touch. It was like twenty-four hours on plastic and like fabric is even worse. It was a whole thing. I. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of craziness. Um, we're gonna start talking about like our personal quarantine experiences. So another sip and chip break. (laughs) break, Yeah, we're gonna take a real quick sip and chip break, and we'll we'll be be right back with the quarantine 
update. No, not update. We're not in quarantine anymore. The quarantine stories. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Walrus the Finale. We're going to get into, oh God, the the, the laughing stock joke of 2020. <laughs> Quarantine. We all went through it in some way, shape, or form. We all had a different experience. We all have many TikToks saved in our <laughs> favorites. Um, so yeah, let's just talk about kind of like wh- how we spent our quarantine. How we spent our quarantine. Let's start there. I... I started off, I should have known 2020 was going to be bad, because I started off in, like, a really rough patch in 20, in January. My 2020 started off terrible, because <laughs> I started in the, like, in the hospital in January and February, and that just continued. Right. And so, during the quarantine, when everybody's like, stay in your house if you're high risk, I'm like, I gotta go to the hospital! <laughs> so, it was like... Where you're at most risk. Where I'm at the most risk all the time. And so, like, I... I actually got to see, like, how mainly children... I got I was at Children's Maine a lot. And I got to see how, like, they changed over quarantine. Because mm-hmm. when... Cause oh, yeah. One of the first things they did was, like, there's three sets of doors at, like, the main entrance. There's the, um, like, automatic doors. And then on each other side, there's, like, regular doors. And so they made it so you couldn't go through the automatic doors and you could only exit out one of the side doors and you could only enter one of the side doors and so like and then you'd walk in they'd someone would manually take your temperature they'd ask you the generic covid questions and then they'd send you on your way and then you'd get up to whatever floor you were on you couldn't even exit the elevator before a nurse was like where's your hand sanitizer like (laughs) literally like your hands were like raw by the time you were done in there because every five steps you took like somebody was like put hand sanitizer on yeah and then like towards the very end of quarantine they got the scanners and so like now you walk up you get like your forehead yeah. scan yeah. and now the nurse is actually six feet away and not like standing next to you taking your temperature yeah those are all over the college campuses yeah now. so it was like weird to just like first be like temperature hands like they were so super like attentive and then they're like Stand in front of the scanner. You have any symptoms? Okay. Yeah. And, like, and then the that was it. Change. Yeah. <laughs> and then you would like get up to your like whatever unit you were going to, and then you you wouldn't get your temperature taken in the unit. <laughs> so it was just like okay, but then like off branch, um, like off branch uh, locations like Children's North or Children's South, they would like because it's just a big building, you would just walk in and walk up to your floor, and then you had, like, a 50-50 chance you were getting your temperature taken. (laughs) It's insane how, like, that has become our way of life with, like, the entering this door, like, every other thing, like, stand six feet away, taking the temperature, answering the questions, that, like, I just saw a post from, like, my college where they're, like, peeling the do not enter, like, off because, like, we're going back to normal kind mm-hmm. of, th- not, like, we're going back to, like, you don't have to exit, like, this door and enter this door, like, the, the stand here feet footprint things are coming off the floors of every target, and it's, like, whoa, I didn't even, like, realize that was a thing, like, I'm just so used to it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel so bad, remember at the very beginning of quarantine, dad's weren't allowed to be in the delivery room. Yeah. 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 
like they to could be, be a, a quarant- first time dad and they wouldn't be allowed to see their kid be born. To be a yep. quarantine baby though, like Lincoln. oh Lincoln. Yeah. So so Lincoln is the Tepsich's youngest child and he was he was born in like 2019 in like what November? Yeah. So he was end of the March and yeah, season. So he was still he's Still no very, wait, yeah, we, because we were at the Mrs. festival. Yeah, Mrs. T wasn't. Both the T's weren't there for homecoming. Coming, yeah, and so then, I guess or it was the, the band, beginning of the marching. Yeah, season. or the band festival, and so like he was a, a young child, very young, going into the quarantine, and he was telling us a story that he took Lincoln into the store for like a, the, one of the first times, and he was like grabbing onto T's shirt for like for dear life like and he was so afraid and I'm like therapists have got their work cut out for them with yeah. these kids the next couple years because so many of them are going to have struggle with social situations could you imagine like the two year olds like they've literally been on earth for two years and they've been having to wear a mask like, cause two, isn't it two it's years? Two, two and up, you have to wear a mask. Well, could you imagine starting the pandemic at two years old? So like, you have to wear a mask, and like now they're like they could be almost four. Yeah. And now they're like, I've been wearing a mask every time I go in public for half my life. Yeah. And like, also children who have pretty much only known this way of life. Like, I can't imagine, like, I know it's probably not going to be that bad because now that we're returning, like, back to normal, like, they're going to learn. But, like, the social anxiety that these children, like, we already have bad enough social anxiety. <laughs> but these children, like you were saying, like, with the grabbing, on, like, he is so overly stimulated. Because it's really important for children, especially at that young age, to be involved with as many people yeah. as they can be. To, like, get used to people talking to them. Yeah, yeah like, that's the big thing like we encourage people to bring their babies to our church mm-hmm. like bef- pre-covid because like people would be like oh can i hold your baby mm-hmm. and like they'd be baptized and like yeah. all that stuff but like the kids who grow up at my church like we play tag in the aisles like it's a very kid like we have it's a saying like we have nine months old to 90 years old because <laughs> it's like an everyone church but like all the kids who go to our church have like they're just so comfortable because they've always been around these people mm-hmm. and like the kids nowadays like I see, I go to church and like we have outdoor church now and I see kids I've never met them in my life I'm like wait you had a kid <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on you had a child yeah that's crazy yeah like my my neighbors in the middle of quarantine had twins had two twin boys that were very premature because of health problems and so they were themselves were like in and out of the hospital and then like the other day i saw them and they're like sitting up eating regular like almost eating like regular food and i'm like when you 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 were like three inches what what because they're like they literally are just like sitting up like and babbling now and i'm like what it's it's really crazy it's like because yeah we all like i still like technically covid started when i was like 16 ish yeah yeah i was because i was 16 because i'm may so it was 16 to then 17 and then i just turned 18 yeah i was 15 and a half and i'm almost 17 yeah yeah like it's weird to comprehend like just how long it's been yeah because quarantine also just 
doesn't feel like out of the ordinary. Like if for some reason they were like, oh, got to quarantine again, to be like, all right, let's rock and roll. Because like we've <laughs> we were all, like, oh, again. But, but then we just do but it. We've, we've all lived through it, so it's almost like okay. Go again. Why not? Like at the beginning of quarantine, like I'd break down in tears. They were uh-huh. like, oh, one more week, one more week, and I was like, come on. Mm-hmm. But now they're like, oh, okay, we have like. 10 confirmed cases we're just gonna go in quarantine for a week yeah because especially now that it's like it was 14 days and they're like okay it's 10 days and so it cut down by four days which makes it a lot easier because like if you get tested positive on a weekend and then and then you just got a quarantine for the whole week and then by next weekend you can go to school again Mm -hmm. so like it's not that bad anymore because like tests have been done but like geez oh man it started and we we're like oh crap yeah this is bad yeah <laughs> and, and it didn't it didn't i don't it helped some people but it really messed up a lot of people like and like as a person who like strives with routine it's oh like gosh. i had oh, yeah. you, like you created a completely different routine and it was just like there was like, no routine there wasn't there was exactly. that was the routine yeah. there was it's none. like i went from all right, I wake up at this time, I eat at this time, I go to this, mm-hmm. this, this. Like, I literally have, like, my day mapped out to the exact route that I walk. Yep, yep, yep. So, yep. like, it went from that to, like, oh, it's it's 10 a.m., I guess, I guess I'll get out of bed. Yeah, like exactly. That was just, like, a huge, it like, mess part of our, our head. Yeah. It did. Yeah. My sleep schedule... Oh, oh god. god. Like I I used to I would go to bed. Like I remember being like, "Oh my god, it's 10 o'clock. It's it's late for school. Like I need to I need to go to bed." I was like staying up till 3 in the morning just staring at the wall <laughs> because I didn't have to get up and go to school. And then I would wake up at like 11 a.m. and I would like, "Oh, Mrs. Moore posted this. Let me do it real quick." Like I yeah. did not have a and it, it and to this day it has messed up my sleep schedule to the point where it's like I don't like I'm not like oh I have to go to school tomorrow let me go to bed at 10 I still go to bed at like one sometimes and I just wake up and I deal with it like it's it's so weird yeah it's so weird. and it's, it's different than like summer vacation oh I'm gonna stay up late because like when it's summer vacation it's like a treat like yeah I was working hard this is like my break I get to sleep in so I get to stay up late and then I, I get to sleep in again but like this was like unhealthy like extended summer by the end of summer i was just like what am i doing i'm doing nothing yeah like i felt disgusted with myself lethargic i didn't want to do my work ethic has decreased not that i'm not capable of working hard because i'm definitely like picking back up into it but going back to school like getting back into like a school routine even though it was virtual after quarantine was a mess for me and a lot of other people too We, I met un, unmotivated Jillian for the first time in, <laughs> like, ten years. I've known this kid for so long. And that, like, this, after quarantine, was, like, the first time I had ever seen you just, like, completely unmotivated to just do like, schoolwork. Yeah. I, you had gotten the, like, I don't care attitude, and I was like, whoa. whoa I know. Whoa. I, for the first time ever, there's been assignments I just didn't turn in this year. And that's, like, not a thing that I do, so... Yeah, like, Mr. Williams, shout out, but he's always, he's always saying, like, you guys, you gotta actually turn stuff in, did you know that? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And we're all just, like, eh. Like, I'm pretty good about it, but I will admit, uh, I, that Barbara Walter, (laughs) 
I, I never read that. I was like, hey, Mr. Williams, can I be exempt? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. I never did. I never turned it in. Sorry, but that was that was my one freebie. I never, I, I always turn my work in in this class. Um, do you ever just look at one of these assignments and you're just like, it's over 20 pages. I'll just not do it. Because you're just like, yeah. I don't have time to care about exactly, this. Exactly, exactly. I don't know. We, we love you, Mr. Williams. But God, those readings. Oh, those readings. They get a little brutal. Um, yeah. We're going to take a short music interlude because I'm going to drive up to some shade. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. It's getting a little hot in here. I am it's actually toasty. partially sunburnt on my arm. Yeah, so we're going to drive to get <laughs> some shade. Goosebumps. <laughs> and li- there's a little red mark on my arm. So we're going to drive Woo! up to some shade and then we're going to talk more about what we did during the initial lockdown. Um, how kind of just some fun stuff. How how did we spend our quarantine? So <laughs> we'll be ri- we'll be right back. Hello. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to Walrus the Finale. Um, we're continuing on talking about what we did in quarantine. So, Laura, why don't you tell us about your activities during quarantine? Well, my mom is a teacher. So, my quarantine looked probably a little different than a lot of, like, business people's quarantine. So, um, well, my mom is a music teacher for Hampton. And Hampton did this thing called porch concerts like this is how my quarantine started and all the music teachers at Hampton were like okay we're gonna do porch concerts and we're gonna post them on like Facebook and we're gonna post them on Google Classroom for every Wednesday so like our like our students get to like see us and stuff and like it started off pretty simple like my mom she plays the clarinet so like she started with the clarinet and then she sing and stuff because like that's what she does and and then she was like hey Laura you want you want to be in one with me and I was like absolutely not and then she tricked (laughs) me into doing it and I was just like okay I guess we're doing this and I think the first thing we did was we sang a song that we had sang in church one time but since it didn't say Jesus or God we could post it on the school website. <laughs> ah, loopholes. And then we did like a duet on the clarinets where we were playing the Mission Impossible theme. And we were like sneaking around, like ducking in and out of the camera view <laughs> to be like spies. Oh, yeah, these things were like recorded and edited. Like, they oh, were nice. They, they were nice. Like, but the best one we did. We did the VeggieTales theme song, and my brother plays the tuba, so he did the oh, intro. Oh, no. And then we edited the lyrics to be quarantine, quarantine. Oh, my God. And it was like, watch TV, binge eating, Tiger King, quarantine. <laughs> Tiger King! It was, I saw this video, and it was amazing. It was, it was so, so much well. fun to do. Like, we literally spent, like, two days doing it like taking pictures of like what our quarantine life was like it was literally the best thing you can imagine we sent it to like everyone who that would watch hilarious. it but like that's what my quarantine one it was it was literally like writing music that's to entertain middle schoolers who don't care <laughs> <laughs> that's so good oh my gosh tiger king i feel like tiger king and outer banks 
Oh my, that's how it started. Yeah. That was the TV show. Yeah. That started. And everybody, everybody was like, yeah. Carol Baskin killed, killed her husband, husband whacked him. him. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we all the same? <laughs> oh, TikTok blew up there in quarantine. Like, everybody was on TikTok, all over TikTok. And it was just, it was phenomenal. It was a collective bonding experience. I was that person that was like, I'm not going to get get a TikTok. Because I also, I only got social media over quarantine. Like, I'm very like thing about not like I didn't really want to be on social media and so I like as I slowly got like Snapchat and Instagram I was like I don't want to TikTok I was like I don't want to I don't want to deal with that and then I was just like I keep I keep getting like sent TikToks and I'm like yeah. oh, might as well and so I get on it and it's like right quarantine time and I'm like and now I can't get off yeah yeah but like I don't post anything but it's like it was one of those things where you ran out of content on all your other uh, yeah. social media. So you were yeah. just like, well, I guess I'll get TikTok now. Right. And then you're like, I hate myself for pressing this. Yeah. Download. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's like, I've never posted anything because I never planned to post anything. No. But it's just like, it was just that one thing that like you found uh, yeah. was like something to do. Like right. it was new for we, we were all collectively like... Um, on TikTok, like, sharing our experiences. Like, I wasn't personally posting things, but, like, you, you got to see, like, other people, yeah. um, other kids our age, like, going through the same thing and making the jokes. And, like, it was, like, the whole toilet paper, like, oh thing. Sourdough! Oh, Sourdough everyone bread! Was ma- everyone, yeah, there was that bread trend where everyone was making bread and everyone was, like, making, like... I made a lot of bread. Yeah. But it wasn't because of TikTok. I just like bread. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my mom her big thing was she constantly made focaccia bread <laughs> like it constantly we always had it in the house and I'm like I'm gonna get fat you have to stop making it but it's literally like heaven in a dish <laughs> but like I learned how to make garlic bread and that was the end of summer for me <laughs> wow yeah um yeah I did a lot of weird things over quarantine because my family is so busy and always running around. Like, we're never all in the, in the house at the same time. We're always so busy. Um, and this was the first time that we were actually, like, all trapped in the house together. And we were kind of forced to bond. But it was, like, amazing because I finally got to spend time with my family. Uh, we would play cards, like, every single night. And, like, it would get, like, good old family game night vibes when you would just, like, be yelling at each other. But, like, in a fun way. Yeah. But now imagine Monopoly... With an accountant. <laughs> Literally, that's yeah, my family. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, my, <laughs> but the funny thing is, she didn't even win. My dad, who has no concept of money, won. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, my, yeah, we, we'd play rummy. We'd play 500 card rummy, and it got, like, violent, but, like, in a good way, violent. But it, it was so much fun. But then we'd also do this thing where we would, like, pick a movie every single night, but we wouldn't. Like, we don't really have, like, Netflix or any of those things, but we would, um, because I just, like, use my friend's account, um, <laughs> but... You leech. Yeah, I am. I'm literally a leech. Uh, I, like, hop. Like, once somebody isn't my friend anymore, I just, like, steal the next person's account. Like, it's it's been a thing. Like, I use Valentina's Netflix, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, we would just watch, like, whatever was on TV, mm-hmm. but we would go through these loops where we would, like, exhaust one actor or actress's movies. <gasps> yeah. So, it all started, like, I think we watched, um, 
we watched is Bruce is Bruce Almighty is that the one? Yeah, yeah 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 we who watched is that who is that Jim Carrey yeah so we watched all of Jim Carrey's movies like all of them <laughs> like in like every night we did we that watched, with Adam Sandler yeah and then we would like we'd move on and then we got into this like Reese Witherspoon Kate Hudson like we'd watch all their movies and so it was just like cheesy stupid rom-com after cheesy stupid rom-com and my sister hates rom-com she would literally be sitting there like and I would be laughing my butt off because like I just find that stuff so funny and like because it's like so bad and so like cringy that it's hilarious like it all started with um how to lose a guy in 10 days I don't know if anybody's ever seen that movie yeah it's so cringy but it's so funny because it's so cringy and yeah we did that with uh Reese Witherspoon Kate Hudson then we did um we watched like all of like Liam Neeson's movies like minus Star Wars because those are have a special place in my heart I love Star Wars, but um, I watched all of Noah Centineo's movies on yeah. Netflix in one night Whoa. because I have insomnia, and he has like six movies, and I started at like six p.m. and I went to like three a.m. Oh and I was yeah, like, well, that was a good use of time. <laughs> it was great. There was so, yeah, it was just like a lot of family bonding because we were all forced in, to stay in the house together. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just like. It's weird, but it was... The one thing that was super weird for me is the fact that, like, I had time to watch movies. Because I literally couldn't do anything else. Like, before, I would spend all my night doing homework. Mm -hmm. But with school being, like, fake online... Like, it was was before we actually had, like, class at class time online live classes. Like, they just kind of assigned stuff. I would work, but then I would have my whole night off to do whatever I wanted. And I didn't have to go to work, and I... Like, I couldn't go to work. Yeah. So, it was like, I had to find things to do, and I found myself, like actually having time to like self-reflect and bond with my family which was something I really never got to do but like I'm kind of glad that I was able to do that oh the time when we would only have certain subjects on certain days when it was like Tuesdays and Thursdays and like like, sometimes the subject wouldn't even assign something yeah Yeah. like Monday was (laughs) Monday was English and that those are the those were the good days yeah I I kind of hated that format though like I remember at first I would have so many breakdowns because I just couldn't handle like I was not adapted to like the online and like the AP exams were coming up and the AP exams were all online and they were like really stupid and I hated it I would like panic attack and like sob and it was just horrible like it was really rough at first um Shout out to like Lydia and Andrew because, uh, which happy birthday, Andrew! <laughs> um, it's his birthday today. I, I texted him at like one in the morning. I was like, happy birthday, Andrew! And he was like, you remembered? And I was like, okay, yeah, we might not talk anymore, but you're still important. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. So that's besides the point. Yeah, poor them because they had to listen to me like have a breakdown like every day of my life. But um, I eventually got used to it. So yeah, it was weird at first in quarantine like when everything was like initially shut down like whenever like we literally couldn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. but then things started slowly opening back up and I was able to go to work and but but working during quarantine was a whole nother story you know how you said you like got this chance to like bond with your family Mm -hmm. well yeah I got a chance to bond with my family but can we talk about 
how we completely did the opposite of bonding with some people. Like, I didn't see my grandparents yeah. for 11 months. Which is actually, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Certain people you just didn't see for so long. Mm. And, like, the connections that were lost that probably wouldn't have otherwise been lost. Yeah. But then you step back and you're like, well this person's not in my life anymore but honestly it's like meant to be that way like I but I can't imagine like losing them if if it wouldn't if it wasn't for quarantine Mm -hmm. like it's weird like it really really showed you like it's always like a thing like quarantine shows you who your real friends are but like literally there's just some people you never lose touch with yeah Yeah. and then there are people who you do lose touch with yeah and then like I like now that we're kind of easing out of like restrictions and stuff I like now have talked to people that I haven't talked to in months and they're like oh my god why did we lose contact exactly because I missed it's like I missed this I missed this connection and it's like why did we ever stop talking and and prom was like crazy for me too because I saw people that like Ryan Halloran I like looked I like looked to my left and I saw him standing there and I was like Phil, that's Ryan Halloran. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I haven't seen him in so long. I miss him. Like, I'm going to go give him a hug. And I, like, ran over there. I was like, I was like, Sam, I, 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 And he was like, who are you? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. But um, I guess that's a good segue to get into how the pandemic kind of changed us. And, like, I guess, like, what our uh, – visions for the future kind of are so we're gonna take a we're gonna take a short music break and we'll be right we'll be right back to talk about that welcome back to walrus the finale this is probably gonna be a really loaded part of the podcast so if you kind of tuned us out the last god knows how long um i guess this is going to be another good, interesting discussion, and you can kind of, like, reflect upon yourself during this part, too. Um, this is a lot. Okay, first of all, how did this year change you for the better? Let's start there. Like, how how did this year, well, and for the worse, just change you in general? I learned the importance of people, like... Even my introverted self that was like, yes, quarantine, in my house alone, like, and then it was like, oh, crap, I I can't go see any of my family, I, no one can come see me for my birthday, I've had two birthdays in quarantine, it's like, oh, it's like, it it made me sad, and I, it made me realize, like, how important, like, that social interaction really is. Yeah. Even to somebody that doesn't like social interaction. Yeah, I agree. I think it honestly made me more extroverted. Because, like, I was already kind of a social person. I need to warm up to people. Mm-hmm. But once I warm up to people, I'm pretty hyper and talkative, as we all know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I agree. Like, the importance of being around people. Like, I felt so isolated and alone during quarantine even though I had my family and I had that opportunity to bond with them in a way that I never really was able to before I missed people so much like like I said like Andrew and I were really close before quarantine and like I would sit there and and just hope for and wait for the day that I could like hug him again like I was like every day I would run it through my brain like as soon as this is over in the summer I'm gonna drive over there and I'm gonna hug him like I can't wait to hug him again and to hug people again and like I 
like I hadn't seen my family because my family was like super strict about like they were super afraid of everything like my aunt like my cousins are in college and they were like out of state and bringing like things back and it was just like a lot so I I think you're like I would definitely agree that the importance of having people and like how important human interaction like real life human interaction is other than family yeah FaceTime does not make up for it no no and you like you learn that a like yeah you should spend time with your family and like enjoy the moments you have but then you learn how much uh being with the same person and the same people continuously how much that starts to annoy you because like yes I definitely got closer with like my family but I also learned what little things that they did that would make me angry yeah yeah (laughs) as like all, all of us in this car right now has siblings whether younger or older and I can tell you for a fact that all of us probably found that one thing oh that takes you off about the your sibling have you ever just heard your sibling breathe and you're just <laughs> like why do you breathe so loud I mean yeah. yeah I feel like that's me with my mother though because my yeah. sisters I think I'm the one who ticks my sister off like, I open my mouth and she's like, why? She slams the door in my face. <laughs> Maybe it's an older sibling thing. Because Erica and I have older siblings. And you yeah. annoy your younger sibling. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. an older sibling thing. It's, you yeah. know. You also learn how, like, overbearing parents can be sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I love that you want to know everything that I do in a day. But, Lisa, I swear, I'm just sitting in a bedroom. <laughs> I'm not doing that much fun It's stuff. not that deep. See, I'm the opposite. My mom was like, can you shut up for five minutes? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm definitely the hyperactive one like dear god stop drinking oh coffee became my best friend like I, I was addicted to coffee but I'm really addicted to coffee now it's not yeah, good I started drinking coffee this morning <laughs> coffee. coffee I would drink coffee because I'd be bored at like 10 o'clock at night <laughs> you I would just it? be like I'm bored I'm gonna make coffee you wanted to experience a heart attack yeah. <laughs> yeah um not to like go to a negative note but what has changed you for the worst I think this is gonna sound insane especially coming from me um but the anxiety has gotten so much worse like i remember whenever we had to turn our books in for the end of this year and like before we started like this current school year so i was a junior yeah i had to turn in my junior year books and they had this in like slots where you to go into the school i can't like the anxiety walking into that building like seeing people i was like oh my god don't look at me don't look at me like i was horrified because i hadn't seen like people and i was just so like all of the anxiety that i had harbored before was like exploding within me (laughs) because i just wasn't used to seeing outsiders and it was like i forgot how like because during quarantine like i didn't bother putting makeup on i didn't do my hair i wore sweatpants every day like i looked rough (laughs) like rougher than usual we all look rough (laughs) I can no longer mentally handle quiet classrooms. They make me so uncomfortable. And it never bothered me before, but coming back from quarantine, it's like, it's too quiet. I am uncomfortable. And I have no idea why. It has to be because of quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to just talk openly. Like, I remember, like, you know how teachers will have us, like, take our tests with our cameras on? Well, when I'm at home... I talk to my, like, I like to read the question out loud to myself, and, like, I'll do that in classrooms, can. but I'll mumble it. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll whisper it in my brain. 
but like I will be full on like okay so I need to find acceleration and okay that's this and like okay we got to do this and like draw the diagram but I'll full on be like verbalizing it and I came into school because we took a test on like one of the virtual days and like I came back into school and Mr. Davis was like were you talking to someone I was like no I was talking to myself like (laughs) and he knows I talked to myself but he was just like oh you were just in a room and you were able to like just yeah I was like I was having a full-on conversation with myself (laughs) like yeah yeah I I learned that I have bad coping skills yeah and like really like had to you know learn how to not do those things because like I, I already started 2020 on a rough path and then it just kept going down so I was like quarantine was like I was just in like a bad place and it was like and then once I started getting out of that place I was like why do I do that Ew! Yeah. And then I bought fidget toys for the first time, and I was like, that's a godsend. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, these, where have these been all of my life? Got yeah. undiagnosed mental illness. <laughs> yeah, the undiagnosed check because you're, you are too anxious to go, to the, go to the doctor, and you feel like your problems are so insignificant that compared <laughs> to everybody else, so you just let it fester. <laughs> when you see that video on TikTok that's like, if this is on your For You page, you probably have this mental illness. And you're like, check, check, check. I have all the symptoms. I am dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, time to go pass away. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I definitely... Yeah, but but going back, like, I guess, like, as an encompass of, like, this entire question, I think quarantine was a really good time for me to pause and self-reflect because with with the absence of school and work and seeing people I had nothing to do but to stop and look at myself and there was a lot of things I realized that I like needed to work on and like fix mm-hmm. and like I just think it was good for everybody to ha- to forcibly pause because I was never going to give myself yeah. a break and this was a time for yeah. me to stop and actually look at myself mm-hmm. and I think it really helped me go back into life with a more optimistic in a way more optimistic mind because we got so used to everything getting shut down that at this point like we were we were so used to being depressed that anything other Um, than that is just like woo. (laughs) yeah and like it made me realize how i just can i function so well with so many things happening at once it's like i shouldn't be able to do half of the things that I do while maintaining the grades that I do and it's like like I just stop and think and be like I work so much exactly I do so much in a normal school year that when you add on like a virus to that it's like I used to do so much more and yeah. it made me realize just how much time I spent exactly. just occupying myself. I really agree with that because people always tell me, like, Jillian, you do way too much. Jillian, you're too stressed out. Jillian, like, stop. Like, and I will never, I would never, I'd be like, yeah, right, okay, I'll take a break, but never would. I would always, I'm always running, always running, always running. And, like, I stopped and I was like, whoa, I was always running. I I didn't know what to do with myself. Like I felt so disgusting for sitting there and doing nothing. I literally couldn't do anything. I was like, like I was going crazy. I had a, I had a 
teach myself how to relax. Yeah. But I think I needed that because otherwise I wouldn't know where the balance is. Mm-hmm. And I might have driven myself into a really, really bad place, especially going into college. Yeah. It's why it was like a thing at the beginning of quarantine where I was like, what's your hobby of the week? <laughs> and like one week it was making bread. One week it was making coffee. And we're like, oh yeah, I'm going to build the Lego Eiffel Tower to scale. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> but literally, like we just had to come up with like random stuff like, we're never going to have this opportunity ever again to try these things, yeah. to literally just be with yourself. And, like, some people really hated it. Some people really liked it. You can tell who really liked yeah. it because they're still there. Yeah. I mean, it really forced you to look at yourself. And I think a lot of people probably got uncomfortable by that because it literally forced all of your problems to the surface and you had to address them. Mm-hmm. And it really showed me, like, you can make this change or you can literally let it drag you down. And it was like, it really showed me like what I have to work on and how I have to be a better person in some certain aspects of my life. It didn't give you the option to push it away because you had nothing to use as an excuse. There was no more. Stop it. Yeah, There was no more. I don't have time. I have to go to work. I have to do this project. No, now's the time. Focus on yourself. And it was mind-blowing to me mind-blowing especially for someone who has never done that before Mm -hmm. who's the most stressed kid in fourth grade as anyone could tell me we aren't gonna talk jillian in middle school was a fun time uh at scott heller um that man that man we we would spend hours trying to get jillian to chill and it was mainly that man trying to do it he was my dad away from my dad it was a good thing that he was bald because he probably would have been gray by the time you left. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's really crazy um yeah so that's that's kind of like how our quarantine changed us we're gonna go back into a little bit of a music break here and when we get back we're gonna talk about covid in the future and what's what's normal for us in the future you know, what are our children gonna think? What, what, yeah, Woo. we're gonna talk about um, the next few years in COVID uh, talk. So we'll be back. Welcome back to Walrus the Finale. We're gonna talk about something that we're probably all sick of hearing at this point, but you know, the one thing that we always kept hearing. Like, this is the new normal. And like, oh my God, the amount of times that I would like smack my face off the, like my dad even had like a joke. They would always have like the COVID report in the news. And my dad was like, it would have like that sound, that musical sound effect. And he would always be like, oh my God, COVID, COVID. I don't want to hear it. And it was like, it was just so funny. So like everyone would be like in these unprecedented times like oh my god i was gonna i like if i ever hear someone say the word unprecedented like i cringe (laughs) i cringe but it's honestly a good discussion topic like what is normal anymore especially like leading into the future yeah i i think that masks might become a more normal thing for like sickness because yeah. like mm-hmm. we see it in like Japan. Japan and South Korea they they do it all the time and that and like that's that can con- contribute to why like their test scores in schools are so good because students they're not missing t- school they're not missing school because they have, there's a there's an actual way to pro- while protecting them and protecting other people from like just a common cold so I wouldn't be surprised if like 
it would, you know, be, it would happen that way where we would wear, like, if you knew you had, like, flu-like symptoms, you would just wear a mask. Because think about it, like, because COVID was such a big thing, and, like, during flu season, like, flu numbers were down. Yeah, like, that's a really good like, point. Yeah, like, flu numbers went down, and whether or not that was because there was less children in school, or that was because of the mask, there's, like, you can't, we don't yeah. exactly know why that happened, but, like, I don't think it would be a bad thing if students started wearing, or just people exactly. just started wearing masks yeah. when they were sick, because there's just the stigma around it, that, like, yeah. If you wear a mask, you're chronically sick. Like you, like mm-hmm. you're you're getting chemo, like cancer, cancer. Like, and I don't think that stigma is good because I like think, they're there to help people. Like yeah. doctors wear. Yeah. I think that's why the U.S. struggled with masks so much. Yeah. Because there was just that. There's just that stigma that like mask means that you're terminally ill and you're gonna die, yeah. which is mm-hmm. not true. So. But na- yeah, and, and nowadays it's like people are just used to it. Like again, like I mentioned this earlier, I work in a restaurant where finally like you don't have to wear a mask anymore if you don't want to. Like t- you're supposed to be vaccinated, but like you can't ask people that. Yep. Hippa. So, so yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so many people come in and they ask me, like, do you have to wear this anymore? And I'm like, I just tell them like it's your preference. If you'd like to, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. And most people opt not to wear it because I think everybody's just sick of it. But honestly, I didn't mind wearing the mask to keep other people safe and to keep myself safe but like I'm vaccinated I'm fine I mm-hmm. think it, it feels really good to like be able to not wear it anymore and I, I mean honestly like you said like I wouldn't be surprised if it's like if you're kind of sick like to wear it I, I wouldn't mind that just to prevent the spread of other sicknesses to other people mm-hmm. that are more contagious than COVID I mean I know COVID's really contagious but like I don't know like I just I foresee There's it being some more statistics saying that is slightly more contagious yeah, it was yeah. Like- and that's and that's the craziest thing is that like yeah we can compare it to like the normal flu yeah but at the baseline they're com- they're so they're so, they're different. so different like the way they interact Work, yeah with your they're body. so different and like yeah the flu could genuinely be more uh contagious but they we don't have as many variants that are as harsh yeah so it's like you run the risk of like Saying that COVID isn't like the flu, but then the fact of like, well, it's they're both like terribly contagious. It's just one has the chance to really, re- like there's, but both have the chance to really mess up your life. Yeah. Like, like people still like get severely sick and die from the flu. Yeah. So the problem like, is COVID itself is more dangerous than the flu, but the flu will often lead to pneumonia and that screws you up forever yeah yeah so it's like so yeah yeah, masks i could very easily see that and i think i think that's gonna be like a more like comfortable thing like i think most people probably aren't gonna wear them anymore but i feel like it wouldn't be like super weird or like socially outed to like wear one because Mm -hmm. i think people are gonna be more comfortable with that idea that like they just don't feel comfortable and that's okay like it's honestly it's up to you it's your it's your life and your body and if it if you feel safer wearing one then that's totally okay and I kind of like the fact that it's probably going to be more socially accepted it's it's kind of like difficult to compare this to something like 9-11 but with the increased security that like happened after that like I feel like it's something similar to that like life's gonna go on like but we're gonna have a different normal yeah we're used to airport security because we weren't really alive during 
um, before 9-11 where there wasn't much airport security. But, like, that's just how we know it. And, like, that's just it. Like, now people know, like, you gotta show up for your flight two hours early just in case. And, like, people have adapted. It's going... Like, masks are going to still be around. Like, people are going to be like, oh, well, I have a pretty bad cold and I don't want to get it. Let me tell you, last year's allergy season for me was so much better because I was wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has honestly helped decrease the spread of other illnesses. But like Erica was saying, you can't really trace that back to just the mask. I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot more social distancing. People were interacting less with other people. Mm-hmm. So things that had it disinfected more. Right. So there's, that's the hard part about being like masks stop. Yeah. The spread of we things don't really because know. there's, because there's so many other factors that go into play. With that's that. what they say in science class. Like you can't have more than one changed variable to test the hypothesis. Yes. Exactly. And I think a lot more studies are going to be done in the future. But as for right now, we're living in an era of discovery when it comes to this thing. Like, that's that's it. Nobody knows. The only way, like the vaccine, for example, nobody knows how that's really going to affect the population until you test it on the population. And that's totally valid. We could find out in like 40 years, we'll be hearing a commercial on the TV. If you You got the COVID vaccine, (laughs) you may be entitled to compensation. If you received the Moderna vaccine. (laughs) Whoa, I got the Moderna vaccine. You, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Like, if I got <laughs> Pfizer, you're screwed. <laughs> I just, yeah, and the, and the fact of the matter is that we don't know. That's yeah. the thing about medical. We don't so know until crazy. you test it. And you can't even you can't even trace it down to one thing because yeah. everybody is so different mm-hmm. biologically and medically that they react different to things. It's all about, it's like age, it's gender, it's like ethnicity. Like it's Whether all of these. you're pregnant. It's yeah. all of these variables that you just can't trace down to one thing. So like literally the only way to know is to test it on people. But can we talk about how like now the U.S. can't be like, oh, we don't have the time to make a vaccine. Bro, you can make a vaccine in months, man. Yeah. Like, when, that, when there's a need, there is a way. There's a way. It's like, yeah. it's like, come on, you did this. Let's fix some other stuff. Let's go. Yeah, it's just, all in all, it's just insane. And like, I don't know. It, it's just a lot of things to like reflect upon after, like standing here now, like a year and some over the time that we this pandemic happened it's like insane to look at all of the things that we went through and it's like how can i even ask myself what the future holds like i don't even know but and i'm so excited to find out because things are starting to go back to the way they were and the restrictions are lifting and tuesday we open back to 100% capacity at the restaurant like I'm just so excited to see what's going to happen. And I'm so excited to experience college and like the rest of my life. And like, we have stories to tell now. What I want, I want Wednesday (laughs) check-ins. My college schedule, my Wednesdays are whack. Yeah. I want Wednesday check-in. Can we talk about the fact that we will never, well, you guys might not be as affected by this as I am because you're going to college. I'm never going to have another snow day. Yeah. I got yeah. ripped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I had that written down. I was like, I don't think snow days are going to be a thing. No, because no. like every single teacher is going to be like, oh, in case you need to reach me or if like whatever there, there's the google meet yeah i wouldn't yeah. be like i'm not logging into your class if it's a snow day 
FYI. Mr. Williams, <laughs> not logging into your class if we have a snow day. I wouldn't on it. I wouldn't be surprised if um, the virtual thing becomes an option. Like yeah. especially for it people is. who are sick or for snow days. Now that we have that set in place, I think it's very easy. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that remains an option because. Look how long our spring break was, though. Oh, that, that was, was so nice. nice. The but most beautiful thing I've ever had. It was nice, but I missed snow days. I meant yeah. Yeah, but honestly, I'd rather have a longer spring break than a snow day. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of nice, just like the surprise, like, oh, you get a day off. That's I, true. Yeah. I then always, just don't log in. I always <laughs> Yeah. Don't log in, Mr. Williams, I swear. Let I've me, logged into every class. I have I've missed more chemistry classes <laughs> than any other subject. <laughs> Yeah, I I liked the break that Wednesdays created. I definitely like, did too. If it was anything, a nice, if I anything, don't know. That, that was like, well, when you take three band classes and, and art classes, you don't do you don't do stuff on Wednesdays. You don't. Yeah. So like, it gave me that like break to worry about politics, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Williams. I spent all day on both of your data analysis. <laughs> it took me. Eight hours! Oh, it took so long to do those things. I remember me and Phil, like, stayed up <laughs> so late doing the data analysis. And I was, like, arguing with him. I was, like, I did the one question with, like, the with the matrix so quick. I was, like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, here's the answer. And he was, like, no. And I was, like, yeah. And he was, like, that's not how you do a game matrix. I was, like, yeah, it is. We argued for an hour <laughs> and a half just for him to be, like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> What? <laughs> also, uh, men. <laughs> Mr. Williams, you're the only one listening to the podcast. So, just wait. There's a segment all about you. <laughs> yeah, um, and with that, we're going to get straight into, I mean, we're going to take another little music interlude to, like, rest your brains from all of our insanity. <laughs> that was a oh, lot wait, of screaming. Oh, wait. We only rest our brains. He has to go right into the Oh, section. yeah. It, okay, well, musical <laughs> break, and then we're gonna, you know, say our final words and goodbyes to this class, to Shaler area for me and Erica, and you know, just it's been a ride with these Walrus podcasts, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> Welcome back to Walrus the Finale. If you've made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much. It really means a lot to us. I know we have a lot to say, and there's a lot more we could say, but we don't want to bore the audiences. Um, but this just makes me even more excited to start our actual podcast. I'm really, really excited for that. Shameless self-promo. <laughs> okay, we have a few drafts for some names, but this generic podcast that will happen after this last episode after the walrus the finale after we put the walruses to rest after we put the walrus r.i.p the walrus Uh, r.i.p the the walrus (laughs) so we will for all those who listen to this whether if it's just you mr williams uh he's our one fan he's our one fan we will be creating an actual podcast with the four of us r.i.p Alyssa, who's not here today but she will be back for the real podcast so stay tuned for that. I'm gonna have my co-host back, yeah! Uh, I'm, I'm assuming we're definitely gonna be posting on social media about this, so yeah. just... We need an Instagram. We need Instagram, too. Facebook, Twitter. We will set it up. We will um, set it up. But we're not gonna... And y'all can listen to more of our BS. But uh, I swear there'll we'll be interesting add it topics. on the school board. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting topics, but we aren't here to talk about that or the planning right now, because we don't want to give our secrets away. Okay, so, you know... 
obviously, even though this, this particular podcast is an assignment from our lovely politics teacher, Mr. Williams, um, I don't know how many other people are ever going to hear this, but I want to just read the, the part that he assigned to us, what it says, just so that we can hear. It says, and I quote, take your parting shot. What are your last words of wisdom for the kids who will be following in your footsteps in this class at Shaler and in life? Make it good. This is probably the last thing I'm going to hear forever from most of you end quote and like wow how do you even condense this into one like end of the podcast because if I had to try to talk about my years in high school oh it's a lot and I would cry (laughs) and to just to take everything that we've been through this year especially and condense it down and just make it into one word like or one suggestion of wisdom like that's really difficult and like also this is the last thing that mr williams is ever going to hear from us is really like crazy like unless he continues to listen to our podcast but still yeah it's 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 a lot on your shoulders to think that i'm not going to see these people like i i'm gonna miss a lot of them but like obviously like i'll move on my life moves on but it's just crazy to think about, um, to realize that, like, we are leaving, and yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. It was, it's always weird. Uh, family asks, like, what's your favorite class? It's like, oh, uh, politics, but not for the purpose of the content. Sorry, Mr. Williams. I will never enjoy the content of this class. I literally almost cried during sanctions. I probably did oh, cry multiple sanctions. times. sanctions! I still don't understand no. what it is. No. Mr. Tr- Williams, if it makes you feel better, I didn't take the class because I liked you, which... <laughs> How does that make him feel because better? Because I didn't know who you were. Okay. I took this class because I like the content, and I did like the content. You did a very good job, and yeah. I appreciate you. But my advice to the people taking this class, actually read the content. Don't just read the conclusion. I have, ne- <laughs> I have never cracked open the textbook for this class. Oh. And apparently that's a common theme among people in I have class. heard that it is a common I have, theme. I have heard that it is a common theme. <laughs> Not a common theme that I participated in. <laughs> no way. Yeah. You tell people your favorite class is politics and then they go, why? I'm like, I made a podcast. No, that's but, why I enjoy it because I made a podcast. But for real, but for real, like I think, I know this was a COVID thing that he invented, but I hope he continues it because yeah. yes. it was a lot of fun. Don't listen to Sonny DeMacy. Okay. <laughs> because Sonny has so never, fun. Sonny has never made a thoughtful decision in his entire <laughs> life. Okay. I mean, this man runs on two brain cells alone. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't just have a bias because he broke my best friend's heart. <laughs> but uh, he did break my best friend's heart. And he's kind of... A booty hole for doing that. <laughs> you but. say that, but then I'm not gonna cut anything in the beginning. Oh yeah, um, I'm not gonna cut the swears, the couple like slips that Jillian had at the beginning of this. I'm not gonna cut them. I'm sorry. Deal with it. Jillian and I are 18, and Jillian was the yeah. only one to swear in this podcast. I was sorry. a good child. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So listener discretion is advised. <laughs> um, but we yeah. Love don't show this to any students. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless you're adding our podcast. In which case, please. <laughs> please unless you're adding our absolute just <laughs> talk show of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to the topic. Um, oh, man. If I could give advice 
to somebody taking this class. Um, pay attention. Please. Well, yes. pay attention, but please. I would just say stick with it. Because there's a lot of times where I would be like, this class is horrible. Why did I take it? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But honestly, you know, I think it's the collective experience that counts. But I also think we talk about a lot of important things yeah. because I never really paid attention to these types of international relations before. But I think it's really important to understand what's going on in the in your world around you yeah. and to understand kind of like why politicians and why leaders make certain decisions and why things happen because that's like we are the generation taking on this country and we have to understand our rights and our power in like shaping the future because it is really up to us and if if we don't understand these things and if we can't make educated decisions then like we will doom our generation i think that's really important like politicians make decisions for a reason just because you don't like a certain person in office or you don't like a person for whatever reason you, that doesn't mean you have to dislike every single decision they make they make them for a reason whether that be for their own benefit but look into it look into the politics behind it like why they're making the decision is there an international relations thing you're not taking into account that's exactly. what this entire class is about yeah like there are some politicians that I don't like that we learned about and I'm like huh that's why they made that decision. I still don't like them, but that was the right decision. Exactly. Yeah. It really opens your it opened my eyes in in a lot of ways cuz I just there were things I just didn't even know and I was like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." And I just I I feel better having a voice when I know when I have those like lessons to back me up. When I have that understanding, mm-hmm. I feel as though my voice is allowed to matter. Mm-hmm. And it we should because I mean, it is up to us. We are the future of our world and our country. So we need to make sure that we are putting it in good hands. The one thing I will always remember is the the terrorism unit opened my eyes in a different way. Because, oh, yeah. because coming, like, growing up in America that was plagued from 9-11, you naturally grow up thinking that what they've done is bad despicable but despicable but when you but when you break it down to what to like their actual thought process is it's it's really interesting to think that like they feel that they're in the right yeah and they feel that their decision is rational and it's like it is rational it is is what we learned yeah and it's it's interesting to think that like we you have to understand somebody else's point of view before you can make a decision on whether or not you can necessarily be angry at somebody. And I think that's really important. You know, I think so. I guess the biggest advice would be not only for taking this class, but is keep an open mind and learn as much as you possibly can. Because the more educated and knowledgeable you are, the more, like, I guess... I don't know how to explain it, but the the more education and understanding you have, like, the more logical and more believable you'll sound, the better. You won't make a fool out of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially in these times, like, we really need people to, like, learn the facts and stop spewing the bullshit. Because there's a lot of things that people just say, especially with social media. It is so easy to just impulsively post, impulsively speak. Mm-hmm. But you have to put yourself on, like, an intellectual ground. And, like, you have to build that reputation for yourself because nobody's going to take you seriously Mm -hmm. if you just spew. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important 
in all aspects of life even like whether it's things we learned about in this class or just being a person in general is you need to set yourself up for success in your words in your actions and that all starts with having an educated background and it's really important especially if the things that you are passionate about make sure you understand them and like chase after them don't stop digging don't stop learning you can always improve you can always better yourself and i think even though this class put me through times where i was cursing it i think it i think it was really good for me to like have this background because i just i would have never done it on my own and i think it was really like eye-opening you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And Mr. Williams is just, like, an added blessing to the class because yeah. I think he's a really good teacher, but he, he makes it engaging. He makes yeah. an effort to talk to us, to have a conversation with us. He didn't make me feel isolated or, like, I was just sitting there taking notes. Yeah. I was engaged in the conversation, engaged in the content, yeah. and even over virtual classes, he still made the effort to connect with us. And I think that's really, really important especially with the virtual format. <laughs> Mr. Williams, I really hope you know, this is from everyone in the class, basically. You are appreciated more than you know. Like, everyone, like, pretty, like, I would say, like, 80% of the kids in taking this politics class don't like international relations. <laughs> they, they are taking it because you are the teacher. Yeah. And that is the only reason. I happen to find you <laughs> because I like politics and guess what I was planning on taking AP Euro but I'm telling all my friends that they need to take AP a push ew European history <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling all my friends that they need to take a push a because they could take it with me but B because you are such an amazing teacher yeah he really is the he connections really is. I've made in this class like yeah Jolianne we weren't like Literally. super good friends last year, but like, yeah, this is, this has been great. It's, it's really, it's been a lot of fun. And like, I guess, you know, the, in the at Shaler and in life part, and this is so cliche, but it's so true. It's just don't take things for granted because all of my experiences that I missed out on, like, man, like I really didn't realize at my freshman year homecoming that like, I wasn't going to get a senior homecoming. I didn't realize that I wasn't going to get a normal, literally anything this year. Mm -hmm. We didn't have any parades and we didn't have like all of these things. If I had known that I wouldn't have, ta I didn't, not that I ever really took it for granted, but just enjoy every moment you have. Like just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we are literally in Kiwanis parking lot There's right like now. bike kids. And there, like... and there are just bikes zooming on past. See, <laughs> they're enjoying their life. <laughs> well, we're, they're, we're recording a podcast. They're enjoying their life and they're ta not taking anything for granted. It's just like, make the most out of everything. And even if something doesn't go to plans, you can always find a way to enjoy it. And I just think it's really important to like live these moments because you never know what's going to happen. And I just, you know... Those four years, it, again, this is also cliche, goes by so fast. So just don't let the stress of school, like, overwhelm you. Yeah. And don't let, don't focus so hard on, like, the school. Like, enjoy your life. Have fun. Go to the dances. Go to the events. It might sound like it's cheesy and stupid and I don't want to go and I don't like dressing up. Do it. Just do it. Because you're going to regret not doing it. You're going to have more fun than you think. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give yourself the opportunity to try it. And if you hate it, that's cool. But like, at least you did it. You did it. You did the yeah. thing. 
Mm. Like, it's like a thing. People don't like going to the school dances because, like, ew, school dance. But no, there's a spot for everyone at those school dances. Like, yeah. you can you can be in the mosh pit. <laughs> you can be in the back corner eating snacks. You could be outside next to the cafeteria where it's not 90 degrees. <laughs> But, like, there's a spot for everyone, and you'll find your spot. It'll be okay. I am going to be a junior, and I still feel like a freshman. Yeah. I still feel like we are sophomores. I'm convinced that sophomore year did not happen, and that we're all in a coma. (laughs) The only reason I know junior year happened was because I was a class representative (laughs) and had to speak at the concert, and I only got to speak at one. Yeah, that's my other piece of advice. Join band, join marching band, try out for dance team, do if you think you're not going to make it, do it anyway because it was a lot of fun. Try out for all the things. Do no, Concussion ensemble. It's only half the year and you get to learn like all these cool instruments that normal band doesn't get to do. It's, get to hit things. Yeah. <laughs> get hit that aggression. Honestly, literally, get the aggression out. You get sticks and you get to hit things. Yeah, it's great. So like, if you're considering taking a class, should I, should I? Do it. Go, go for do it. Do it. Because you never know. And I just think... Lunch isn't important. Yeah. Who needs food? <laughs> Somebody will let you eat. Somebody. Somebody it may eat. be third period. It may be ninth period. Someone will let, let you eat. eat. You'll figure <laughs> it out. Um, eat in Mr. Williams class. Yeah, he'll let you. He'll let he'll you. Let it's you. fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just wow. Um, I can't believe this is our last Walrus podcast. The last um, minutes. It's been such a ride, and like from the first podcast, we were like, uh, "How do we record a podcast? What do we do? What are we doing?" You want an ad? What? Yeah. To now, it's oh, just we been. Need it's been crazy. Um, wow. I just, I'm excited for the future of our podcasting and I'm excited for my future in college, but I mean, it's kind of bittersweet to leave behind, um, the high school experience, but I mean, I, I'm glad I got to have what I got to have and, you know, I wouldn't want to go through it without the people I went through it with and I'm just really it's just, it's crazy that it's over. Like, as we're closing school, I still don't believe that I'm about to graduate high school. It's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, any last parting words before we close it off here? Thank you for making us do this. Although we complained about it, we actually really enjoyed it. And you kicked off our podcast career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> Yeah. Kicked out the fact that I enjoy editing. We what? <laughs> We've what? been wanting. To- <laughs> We've been wanting to do this for a while, but I think you know this is a good time to give it a try. And it's not like we're gonna go huge or anything. We just want to like have Unless. fun. <laughs> I mean, Unless. don't we can't put the uh, the cart ahead of the wait. Yeah, the cart, cart ahead, ahead of the, of the horse. horse. Yeah. But um, you know, we're we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna live it up, and we're gonna have a great time. And I just hope everybody listening, anyone who ever listens, um, if first of all, if you made it this far. Thank you. Jesus. Honestly, thank you. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Okay, but <laughs> this no. thing Mowing the lawn. Mowing the lawn. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. It really means a lot. I mean, this is a great chance for someone who's talkative like me to just rant and just speak, which is really good. Um, but just thanks, thanks for, like, letting us have our voices and letting us talk and letting us share our opinions about things. Because it's really important to reflect upon these things, I, I think. I mean, it helps helps everybody you know put your thoughts down into words and I think it can get a little foggy up there sometimes (laughs) so it's really nice to be able to talk to people and 
you know so just this assignment was something I never really imagined I'd enjoy so much but like I really honestly do it's a lot of fun please keep doing it next year yes please keep maybe doing it. you should see if you can like incorporate it into some of your other classes it's maybe yes. I would a push I maybe not a freshman form because that might be a stretch yeah. to get them to even want to try yeah. and do it freshmen I, are just but mean. but I could <laughs> I could see this being like a thing for Williams it's like all right, you podcast on Fridays. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a nice it's a nice break. Yeah. Even though I absolutely hate oh the my weekly God. updates, I hate it. But yeah, listening to the podcast it, is if fun. If it's not always about fantasy um, geopolitics, yeah, because yeah, yeah, honestly, I don't really care about fantasy geopolitics. But making the podcast is, is fun. Th- this one was the most fun because we <laughs> yeah. weren't talking about yeah, honestly politics. Like, here, advice, hot takes. <laughs> just post a hot take and just. Like this, like like this type of deal, and then have a podcast about it. I think that'd be a lot more engaging yeah, and current events. Yeah, people yeah. could express their voice a lot better because when you're forced to do something, it's like, okay, let me read this article, let me like talk about it for five minutes. You sound it, like a broken it, record. Yeah, it takes it kind of takes the fun out of like the the cre- it, t- it doesn't take the fun. It takes the creativity out of it. Um, also, I want I don't want to talk about Ukraine anymore. No, we talked about the Ukraine. Soup. The soup. Okay, <laughs> I could talk about the soup all day long. I found ten articles regarding <laughs> the soup, my yeah. friend. I could talk about that soup all day. Yeah. But everything else, the you would just get to a point where it's like. It's just another it's just, it's homework assignment. Yeah. yeah, and like th- filling out the geopolitics thing, it was like when you had like a country, like what was it, Equatorial Guinea, who literally did nothing yeah. and had no, no um, articles whatsoever. Yeah, it's really difficult. But right. the podcast section. Is it w- the good it part. was a really good idea. Adapt, improvise. Adapt, improve. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really good. And I think listening to other people's is a lot more fun. We don't have to be like, I think I learned. I know it forces you to like actually listen. listen. But I Some of actually the do listen. Were very repetitive, and it was hard to like force myself to like not understand something. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, great year despite the challenges and great class despite the things I never wanted to actually do. But um, I don't think I would trade it for anything else. Oh, yeah, me too. I think it yeah. was an experience that we were all meant to have, and I'm glad that we were able to grow closer, and I'm glad that we got to be able to make this podcast because I was really excited about it, even though it is getting really, really lengthy. But hey, I'm going to have a you, fun... You're the one who didn't put a time cap I, on it. Yeah, <laughs> Williams, I'm not editing any of this audio. Um, I'm leaving it the way it is. Raw. Um, because <laughs> this is... This is a sneak peek of literally what the actual yeah. podcast is going to be like because we are we're right. just going to talk. We're probably going to cut the time a little bit down. Minus the snack to, segments. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to. Yeah, s- the well, sip right. and chip. The sip and chip. But we're not going to talk. We, we got to like we gotta, get to the chase yes. here. Okay. We can't talk about it this. A, it was a great class. It was a great year for what we had. Thank you be for being a do. great teacher. Thank you for keeping me out of econ. Thank you for Thank you. dealing with my hyperness. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wow, well guys. wishes with the baby. Yeah. yeah. I hope everything goes well. Please I'll socialize get you your, your child. child. Please socialize I, your child. Because <laughs> technically it is a quarantine baby. Yeah. So yeah. Keep us updated I, on the name. I, I, I hope that now that things are le- like loosening up, I really hope that... Your child, whatever you end up naming it, gets gets more. Since you said no to all of our suggestions, gets a chance to have a little bit more normal of a childhood. And I'm really excited 
for her to grow up and I'm excited for me to grow up and I'm excited for everybody and this is gonna be great and I just I can't believe it I it's can't done. believe this is over but this is wow this has been your walruses are people to podcast and this is walruses the finale this is walruses the finale and uh this is us signing off for the last time as walruses and we'll be back at you Wait, what's with our walruses make like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's like a seal don't they like don't they, they like they whistle scream no, they they scream they like scream. they really <laughs> Dude, you have no wi-fi Oh. 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 Okay. Anyways, well, I will find a walrus noise and I'll shove it in. Okay, Go yeah. Live. Walruses uh walruses sound interjection Insert. here. Um yeah. So this is this is your uh walruses signing out for the last time and oh, I don't wanna leave. It's hard to end it. it is hard to end. end so. But if you listen this long, thank you and just remember walruses are people, people too. too.